2: the horror section. Most of the Violet movies are rated R and aren't supposed to be seen unless you're 17 years old. Others are made directly on videotape and bypass the rating system altogether.
3: Welcome to the 321st consecutive week of Cinema PsyOps. I'm your host, Court, the guy who's going to give himself a fucking goiter in his throat if he's not careful about how much he shouts to open the show. And sitting safely away from
0: me all the way across the city of Omaha in his spunker is my co-host, Matt. <laughs> I'm telling you, I don't know, but if it starts raining, I am just going to have a paperclips
3: moment. <laughs> I think that uh, once we find out why said paperclips moments happen in the film, that joke's going to yeah. feel really bad to everybody that doesn't know yet.
0: Yeah, that's true, actually. This is bad. I mean, that's it's fucking horrific what happens. Jesus Christ. This is the
3: film-making equivalent of kicking you in the balls and leaving your foot there once it's done and just grinding yeah. and your, just leaving well it there. well-aware
0: that there's an entire heel process? program happening around here it's uh it's pretty gross
3: so needless to say i rather enjoyed the corruption of chris miller and it appears that matt (laughs) may have found it to be a powerful and moving film but not one that he can say the words i enjoy
0: yeah i can't say i enjoyed it but i it did not bore me
3: Well, apparently you can't wait to fucking talk about this movie. <laughs> a, I mean, it's a good movie. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. That's the movie that we're covering this week. But you got to remember that people want a little pablum.
0: Oh, yeah. we got they, they need some pablum. Yeah. I, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. Hey, Court. How's your face? <laughs> Uh,
3: uh less wrinkly than it used to be uh um, oh nice plastic de- surgery <laughs> drinking
0: the blood of the innocent again
3: <laughs> well ever since baby blood yeah i thought it would help but it, it hasn't all uh, it's all it's done has made me extremely ill
0: really uh, who would have thought science
3: <laughs> <laughs> who would have thought consuming nothing but blood actually isn't that good for you
0: uh, i'm shocked Shocked I say. Shocked.
3: I just want to point out that we are joking. I did not consume blood. Not no. Not not that I feel like the audience would be all that fucking terrified if they found out that I was trying an all-blood diet. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I feel like my audience will go with me on this and just be like, yeah, that's court. He wanted yeah, to give it's it a just shot. court.
0: That's what court's going to do. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm sure he read a bunch of stupid shit on the internet and gave it a try. That sounds like court.
0: A fucking dummy. Read the internet again. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> right. But what I'm getting
3: at here is I'm more concerned knowing the listeners as well as I do. I am more concerned that I will make a joke about how I consume nothing but blood and it made me sick. I, I'm more concerned with them actually going out and doing the research and finding out if if a human being could consist on an all blood diet and if said blood diet was uh, actually human if it would in fact make them sick just so they could prove me wrong step by step and show me what I did that was incorrect with my work because I feel like our listeners are that studious I mean yes, a good lot of be. them a good lot of them are if you fucking misstep a single thing they are there to be like no dude hang on that's they not how that is. They correct your ass. Yeah but, but I also want to say this it's in the most loving and supportive way possible because not a single one of them has called me a dummy that only happens in this virtual room that we are currently having for our podcast recording
0: this is true we uh (laughs) we only do it like to each other
3: (laughs) yeah the mutually assured self-destruction of each other's egos is something that we promise on air
0: (laughs) yes we we tried to come through on that pretty well
3: (laughs) yeah see now we gave him a little bit of pablum we padded out the episode just a little bit more and now it's time for that motherfucking promo
2: this'll keep (laughs) you quiet
3: go a little longer than i intended to for everyone that is listening on the pirate radio edit that is the ramones don't come close a song which by the way johnny hated because he thought it was too sissy or something along those
0: lines (laughs) yeah weird
3: yeah uh johnny the guitar player uh had some thoughts on things that i don't agree with let's just put it as politely as possible and move on to the fucking trailer
0: word
1: up we never know when something is going to happen and when it does everything changes at once (laughs) The corruption of Chris Miller Two women who hate each other Join together to protect themselves From a mad killer
4: He's in the library He can't have locked all the windows There must be some way out
1: The corruption of Chris Miller Gene Seberg Maddie Sol Barry Stokes The corruption of Chris Miller
0: All right Alright. Well, fuck it. We all had a good time. The corruption of Chris Miller. The first 20 minutes a woman wakes up in bed and she's out there looking for somebody. Uh, but she's not finding them. She's whistling around the house like she's looking for a fucking bird. Um... And then all of a sudden a person comes out dressed as uh, Charlie Chaplin in a weird sense and like with a Charlie Chaplin almost mask on, but it was all creepy. And they're being very silent and walking around. It's not creepy. This them is a sexual thing
3: that they're doing. It's not yeah. creepy. This is a sexual
0: thing, man. I, I don't think this is a sexual thing she's doing. <laughs> uh, so I think this is a game that they're playing for fun. I don't think so. I don't think this game is any fun for her. Um, <laughs> She uh, is telling him that uh, her husband's gonna be home and uh, he's gotta get the fuck out of there she pulls out uh, a little bit of cash and says you know hey it's not much but it's all you're worth she's being a real dick she's being not a nice person to this guy and uh, as uh, she puts her hand down he uh, stabs her hand and then we see there you know she screams we see her dog outside kind of going nuts and and um, at that point, he uh, we cut back into the house and she is completely bloodied and fucking just dead as, you know, shit as one would be when this happens to someone.
3: <laughs> when they're stabbed the ever-loving shit out of them with a pair of scissors, yes.
0: Yes, yes. And the uh, uh, Charlie Chaplin character goes ahead and gets changed and uh, runs out of the house and takes some more cash. Uh, really robbing her of just cash, Uh, runs out, um, is kind of just like, hey, I'm done with all this horse shit, Uh, throws (laughs) the mass to the side, runs out into the rain, and just skips along on... their merrily way out of the uh, out of the area.
3: Okay, and he had a guitar, right? He definitely had a guitar.
0: He had a guitar. Yeah, I'm sorry. He picked up a guitar in a bag. Uh huh. Yes. So, uh, and she really wanted to look through the bag because she thought he might have, uh, you know, th- threw something away or stolen uh, some shit. Stole, I've thrown something. Away, stolen something? Yeah. So, uh, then we cut to a nice day out of, you know, someplace and, uh, there's a lady, she's, uh, collecting the mail and she looks through and there's one particular piece she's really kind of concerned about, it looks like, so she pockets it. Uh, well, we see another lady is watching her, uh, do that. Well, uh, she gets in there and we see that lady, her name's Ruth, the lady who got the mail, and we see, uh, the aforementioned Chris Miller. Uh, she shows up, uh, asking for the mail and wants the piece of mail that was hidden from her. So they, she gives it up and, uh, it's only from a psychiatric hospital. She thought it might be from her dad. Uh, so all of a sudden we've, we've definitely got some, you know, dad issues around here. Um,
3: and a phrase that was used in the TV show, Arrested Development.
0: Yeah. Well, with it, it's, uh, the psych newsletter, they ask if anything's better. And uh, Chris says the letter says everything's pretty much still the same. And then we cut to a guy getting off a train with a guitar in a bag and walking away. Is this uh, the see, guy so... that
3: we saw as Charlie Chaplin? Is that what this film is inferring? I need a ruling on this.
0: I, I do not know. I think we're supposed to think it is. Okay. How's that sound? I think we're supposed to think it definitely is. Okay. Cause... I don't know if it is.
3: <laughs> right. Okay. So the the question here is basically not just who is the murderer or who is the murderer, but also is there a possibility of more than one murderer?
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, or I mean, what? Who is this person? Obviously, you know we don't know. And is there more than one? Is there just the one? Is there a half murderer? We just don't know these things.
3: It depends upon whether Uh, or not you can tell the guy underneath the Charlie Chaplin makeup and who he actually was, even though they tried to make you believe that they ripped off a mask and it was a whole mask that made his face look different. You can still yeah, he wasn't just
0: painted like that.
3: (laughs) Right, you can still kind of tell the actor if you want to spoil it for yourself.
0: Yeah. I, I don't.
3: Um okay, so you're going to choose to believe that that was not the guy that we saw with that ran off and ripped off the Charlie Chaplin mask just because he's carrying a guitar, you just think that we're being led to believe that so far.
0: Well, I I'm well no, I I should I should be a little bit more uh, uh better with that. I don't know if it is or not. How about that? <laughs> okay. I don't know if it's Charlie Chaplin, I don't I the char- the killer or not. I'm sitting here, I in my opinion, I'm thinking the movie's trying to tell me it is.
3: But you can't tell any- and you can't say but I sure. can't tell gotcha yeah we can move on I'm sorry
0: right, not a problem uh so anyway um now we're we cut to a bad rainstorm and it seems Chris has a lot of issues with uh the storm uh Ruth uh arrives uh uh R- R- Ruth uh, is I'm sorry Ruth is talking to her and says hey you know it's gonna be okay you're gonna be fine more time here at this house that's safe that's you know you'll you'll be safe you'll be taken care of more, a little more time here you'll be right as rain and then they'll like stop and go vacation some places um so i guess we're we're trying to make people just feel better uh <laughs> about you know hey some uh you, you have a deep trauma but if you keep living here you're gonna be fine because wherever you live is just where you ever need to be right i mean I, I don't know if places can help you get over a trauma <laughs>
3: It depends upon whether or not the regression that she's experiencing while at this place and secluded Mm -hmm. without anyone but this other woman around who is a constant agitation that's going to make her want to leave. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like it's engineered in such a way as to prod her to want to leave more than anything and to do whatever work she needs to do. But also, I feel like she's never going to actually heal. Like, it's just not going to work. And they need to abandon this strategy and move on to a supervised living situation in public or something instead you yeah. know uh for what's going on but it's clear that something is up with I'm guessing Chris because the other woman seems to be the one that's assertive and gets the male and is older yeah and because she's older in a Spanish made film you were to believe that she is more matronly
0: <laughs> well, I don't know if I believe that
3: <laughs> right whatever but anyway she's taking care of her that that much is pretty much obvious and um, there's some resentment going back and forth in both directions which is making this a very daytime drama dilemma type uh, melodrama feeling to it but in a real dark and sinister way because like what the fuck happened what the yeah. fuck is going on and why are they so it, at odds with each and other. So
0: this is obviously not her mother. No. They, so they, how, they, yeah. how would this person set up to get who seems not to have any relation to this yo know, young lady, how does she get to be her caregiver? <laughs> so
3: yeah, how is all of this working? Uh this film has got me right now and I'm interested already. And I, I will warn everyone up front, yes, there is going to be some serious interpersonal family drama and romance melodrama shit in this movie, but hold on. Just hold on.
0: Yeah, it'll it'll explode. It'll get there.
3: Yeah. Yeah. The thing the trailer was trying to promise you, it will be there. You just have to yeah. be patient.
0: Just be patient. We're gonna get there. We're gonna get there.
3: They're They're giving us some pathos in the character's actions to really kind of deepen the sadness that comes about.
0: Yes. Uh, Well, then we see this guy. He's walking around in the rain um, and we don't know what he's doing, but it doesn't seem very good. Uh, Never walking, walking around the rain is never uh, a a good thing.
3: (laughs) Now, is this the guy from the train?
0: Again, I don't know. Are we led to believe it is? Right.
3: So this is another guy walking in the rain, but he's carrying a guitar. So is this the guy from the train, is this also the guy from the Charlie Chaplin shit that ran off carrying a guitar later?
0: I do not know. Uh, or I don't know what we're led to believe either so right now I'm massively confused <laughs> I'm pretty sure that we
3: have only so far seen one person walking around carrying a guitar
0: yeah alright see and I think we're getting all sorts of you know uh, discombobulated type shit
3: <laughs> right so you're, you're thinking that we're getting multiple different variations of a similar looking man that you would have to pick out of a lineup that we're trying to guess on which one of these guys because we know for sure the guy walking away from that murder scene from the charlie chaplin thing was carrying a guitar but we're seeing multiple guys carrying guitars whether they're getting off trains or walking in the rain
0: and it sounds like right now is a popular time for vagrants
3: right so how many are we getting what's what the fuck right
0: and it sounds like all the vagrants carry a guitar
3: well it's a good way to earn money and you know or go to a pub and maybe get some food by playing at the pub you know
0: yeah exactly so i'm just saying though that's kind of what it's all starting to sound like around here
3: right so it's basically Basically, all the vagabonds are coming into town to play because it's like some kind of a festival for that sort of thing.
0: Yes. Well, we're getting ready for bed and the ladies are talking in our first clip.
3: Why do you bother about me?
4: Why do you think? I really don't know. The first time I saw you, you were only 10 years old. You were riding behind your father on his motorbike, hugging him tight so you wouldn't fall off. If you had fallen off, you wouldn't have even noticed. Now he's let us both fall off. He's been gone nearly a year now. Do you still think of him a lot? You have the same eyes, the same mouth. You must think about him a little every night. Even just to hate him. You brought me here in the hope of seeing him again. How many times do I have to tell you? Your father will never come back here. Aren't you afraid to be alone with me? You wouldn't hurt me. A man, maybe. Not me. Men don't love. They possess. They injure, they invade. It's always cruelty and violence with him. Good night, Chris. Ruth, even if I call you, don't come tonight. Sleep well.
0: Okay.
3: First of all, at the very end of the clip, I just want to say the mood that I currently have and the feeling that I actually have is that gif of Castle trying to start s- to say something and then pausing for a moment, putting up his finger and then coming right back like they're going to say something. And then Castle just kind of looks away and does nothing. That's me right now with all the stuff yeah. that the lady said where I'm like, ah, uh, yeah, no, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I can't. I, I've got nothing. Yeah, yeah.
0: About men. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, all right.
3: Well, <laughs> all I can say is I struggle yeah. against that nature to be a better human. <laughs> yeah.
0: Be a better human, as a Ferengi would say.
3: Right. I mean the reason the reason our species survived is because man is psychopathic. <laughs>
0: Kinda, yeah. We are, uh, we're real fucked up. <laughs>
3: <laughs> anyway, we can move on now. I just wanted to find out. Right. I just, that's the emotion that that brought out of me while watching the film and then play back here. It, it spiked that, that memory. <laughs>
0: well, we're, uh, we're back out in the rain and a guy's kind of looking at a picture or a, a map or something. He's looking at a piece of paper. So, so something's going on. Um, and he is just, kind of starting to wonder you know uh, it looks like he's lost but he's trying to find something i'm just not exactly sure uh what he's looking for but i kind of have an idea he's 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 definitely got a uh he's definitely close to wherever he wants to be <laughs> so for lack of a better word see we see uh chris uh, she's starting to have some visions of a a man weightlifting a very big large sweaty man weightlifting uh which that seems to be disconcerting and then like little ballerinas practicing dancing so you're all of a sudden you don't have a good feeling uh about what might be happening the juxtapositions
3: the the juxtaposition of the two images that we're seeing of the massive monster bodybuilder covered in sweat very big very hairy very wrestler from that era looking kind of man and then cutting back to these innocent sweet little girl ballerinas back and forth your mind is going to draw a conclusion from those two images back and forth when the way that they're showing them pretty much on its own and you kind of know what's going on and you kind of figure it out right off the bat but then you are kind of dreading that it's not what you're thinking it is and that they're not going to go that dark and the film taunts you for the rest of the way through it on whether or not they're going to go that dark
0: yeah pretty much
3: (laughs) until like they finally do or do not
0: there is no try so (laughs) there's only us reviewing yes there's only us (laughs) jesus christ uh so anyway uh she um starts calling for uh ruth she starts calling for her. she's really lost her mind on this she starts stabbing her own pillow so you know there's something going on and then you see ruth like cl- shutting the lights off and listening to her scream and you're like okay what's that about
3: um, um and then, i'd, I'd r- like to uh i'd like to propose a theory as to what i believe is going on with us uh-huh. i can't remember the name of it but there's a type of therapy uh and it's big in movies because it's uh, something that they can do very visually to use where you're supposed to confront your fears and oh yeah so she's timing it with a thunderstorm and the rain that's happening to shut off the lights in such a way as to force her to deal with what's going on and with her uh, with her fears and and that sort of thing uh and I think it's like part of the therapy which is why she's getting the letters like it's okay now I'll step up and try this or, or whatever you know what I mean and the reason mm-hmm. the reason that they're here is that it rains so fucking fucking frequently at this house
0: but but here's the problem i don't feel she's doing that at this point in the movie i feel ruth has darker intentions okay and maybe does not have chris's best interests at heart and i felt that at this point watching the movie
3: okay so you're saying that this is just her torturing chris for the sake of torturing chris in her own pleasure
0: i that's how i looked at it because she had a weird ass face while doing all this
3: okay i do not disagree with you, but what I feel is that this reason that she's here and the reason that this sort of thing started was to make her confront the fear, but perhaps she could have had some kind of a safe word or something like, you know, for the the conf- confrontation to become comforting or something along those lines where she would be more in control and not feel so helpless, perhaps. Uh, yeah. And then maybe it turned into what you're seeing here. I was just speculating that that's why there could be a justification for this. I don't disagree with you. She's deriving some kind of perverse pleasure out of it, but that doesn't mean that that's not why her function is there anyway.
0: And it definitely is perverse because uh, my uh, real big problem with it is when she comes up to comfort her, she kisses Chris in a way that's not very, I, I don't know, appropriate for someone you're supposed to be caring for.
3: It's a European film, so I don't know. I'm not going to cultural yeah, yeah, differences. I guess, you know, it is.
0: How about that? If this were an American film, if there were an American that would be... Inappropriate. <laughs> I still think even in a Europe film, that's an inappropriate way to kiss somebody who you're supposed to be caring for because they they have a trauma. All right. Don't would you to be kissing anybody like that when they have a trauma like that? I'm not arguing that, Matt. I'm yeah. not. I'm absolutely not. And anyway, that actually ends the first twenty minutes as well. <laughs> <laughs>
3: okay. So one thing that we are definitely in accordance with Ruth enjoys torturing Chris. Yes. We definitely agree with that. We yes. have yes. no idea. That's- H- how many vagabond guys or just dudes strolling around with guitars or roaming this uh this pastoral countryside. We have no idea if we've seen multiples or just, the, just same the same one. Guy. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we have we yeah. we don't really know for sure, although I kinda feel like it's always been the same guy. Like that's uh, how and I interpret be- it
0: very right on all of that.
3: (laughs) My thought was the guy carrying the guitar and the guy that was in the um, chaplain makeup was all the same dude. And this is just him fleeing the consequences of what he did back there as quickly as possible and going to a countryside place to lay low with the spoils of the money.
0: And that that could very well be. Yes.
3: That's just how I interpreted it. I may very well be wrong, but that's just what I thought I was seeing. And until you brought up all of these infinite possibilities like you've been watching too much marvel what if i didn't think anything (laughs) of
0: it i haven't seen one what if yet Oh, Jesus!
3: It still stands for the joke, my man. It still stands for the
0: joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's I know. I'm just. I, I was. I was going outside the realm, going. Wow, I still haven't seen one of those yet, and I'm shocked at myself. About <laughs> that, but it is what it is. Scold yourself later.
3: Let's move on to the next twenty.
0: <laughs> All right. Next twenty starts the next day. Uh, Chris is uh, uh, checking out her pillow damage that she stabbed. Uh, she Ruth's kind of asking how she's feeling, but she's ignoring her, uh, not even talking to her. Um, well, then Ruth is in the barn and finds a dude sleeping in there. Uh, sleeping in the A. His name is uh, Barney. It's the Barnacle. Uh, she says she's going to give him five minutes to get the fuck out of there before her husband gets home or she calls the cops. She uses both. Uh, and Barnacle is starting to see kind of through her that uh, there's no husband coming home. Uh, maybe the cops are a thing though. So he starts getting dressed, but he only he also oddly tries to come on to her. So yeah, I mean, there's that too.
3: Okay, since you're not gonna describe it, this is how he tries to come on to her. <laughs> He's sleeping in a bunch of hay naked, which is a bad idea for multiple reasons. If anyone who's ever oh my actually, god, yeah, I mean that's yeah,
0: that's not gonna help you
3: if <laughs> you've ever actually been in hay, like actually in hay, like mm-hmm. like that, like he was burying himself in hay. It gets everywhere, and it does not feel good.
0: Listen, there's hay in his pee hole. Let's let's just say what we're trying to say. C-
3: clip But anyway, he pops up out of there, starker fucking nude, and we get a nice ass shot for those of you that are like into that sort of thing. Like if 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 naked male buttocks is your thing, this is the this is the shot for you when he pops up. (laughs) And so he's displaying his manhood at her in a kind of threatening yet offering way when he quote unquote comes onto her and kind of steps forward. And when he likes the look she gives when she looks down, then he gets a little more cheeky with her, and it becomes. This sort of like flirtatious, you know, uh, sinful little scamp who's going to tempt his way into her boudoir. <laughs>
0: yeah yeah exactly
3: and that's what they're playing out here and we just got to go through the melodrama folks because that's what gets them inside the house
0: yeah that's that's how we that's how we get into this so everyone just calm it down this is how we <laughs> add
3: another element to this story that's going to keep the pressure cooker under severe pressure
0: we see we cut to chris is out riding her bike out in the woods uh then roof offers barney some coffee and that's actually our next clip how long have you been in spain Oh, four or
5: five months, maybe six. I don't quite remember.
6: Where are you going?
5: Nowhere in particular. Just wandering around. I've come from a place where it rained a lot. They told me I find good weather here, so I took the first train. And it's still pissing down.
1: What do you do?
5: I study anthropology. Human beings interest me.
0: Ew. So he seems creepy already. Yeah. Anytime someone says human beings interest me, I'm 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 they're suspect to me because we we're not all that interesting.
3: Also, if you say things like human beings interest me and not paraphrase it with my fellow humans interest me yeah. or something yeah. along
0: those lines. that also can uh, get a little weird there.
3: Yeah. Like he sees himself above his fellow man and they are yeah. his, but his playthings to toy with.
0: He's, but they are, but insects, insects to him. Maybe like, uh, like if people tear flies out or wings off of flies or some shit like that.
3: <laughs> right. And so does that mean that he definitely was Charlie Chaplin?
0: Yeah. Yes, yes, that's that's definitely what that means. He was definitely Charlie Chaplin. But he maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he definitely was, but probably wasn't. At this point, I'm like all right, at this point I'm like, okay, this guy's definitely Charlie Chaplin. There's there's just no way he's not the murderer. He's got a guitar, he's fucking got a bag, he's fucking just creepy as all fuck. This guy's definitely got problems. <laughs>
3: Alright, so we will be in an accordance that while we're not sure all the various gentlemen that were traveling if that was the same guy or not, this gentleman is definitely Charlie Chaplin and he has landed here at this house with these ladies.
0: Yeah, uh, yes, I agree on that.
3: <laughs> Fine, that's and... all I need. That's what I, right. that's what I really needed to have confirmed. The other ones, I don't care who that was, honestly. Yeah. As long as you agree that the guy who was the Charlie Chaplin did the stabbing and the killing ended up at this fucking house, or.
0: Good. Let's move on. Yes. Yes, I completely agree with that we cut back to Chris and she uh, pulls up to this house and she is uh looking for a guy named Lewis um we uh, find Lewis and he is apparently just a, a nice guy who runs house who uh, runs a horse stable after his dad died and uh he uh you know even tells her that you know he only feels close when he's with the horses and then when he gets home he feels you know alone and all that good stuff that his dad's gone so uh but she takes a horse and uh she starts rolling out so i mean that's that's nice for her
3: uh Uh, we also uh, need to talk about the objectification of the actress marisol who i believe is a one name person as in madonna because i believe she was also a pop star at the time
0: oh wow that's neat not uh, neat that she was objectified the neat that she had one uh she was like a one name person like madonna right share (laughs)
3: <laughs> All right. Yes. Yeah, so they're objectifying Marisol here in such a way, but at the same time, would you agree that her character is, I don't want to say infantilized, but she's definitely, um, arrested development. She seems like she's in a very, uh, naive and very like preteenish state mentally. Don't you think? Yes, I agree. Okay. And at the same time, they're sexually objectifying her in such a way as to make sure that you can see her nipples through every single shirt while she's riding bikes over, uh, rocky terrain. And we're on horseback.
0: Yeah, I mean that's not good either.
3: (laughs) We need to acknowledge this. We need to bad. We need to state how this is making us extremely uncomfortable, even though we're positive at the time Marisol was more than old enough for us to enjoy these these scenes. In the context of the film, and then also what we learn later on within the film. This feels very fucking wrong to think about.
0: Feels (laughs) very wrong. And to we just need to acknowledge it and let's move on. right, It's wrong, and we're moving on. Uh so uh Ruth then tells Barney, uh, they kind of flirt a little bit more. She says her stepdaughter is out riding and he needs to be gone by then. But they kind of have this like really kind of just close smile type thing going on, which seems a little weird. Uh, uh sh-
3: They're implying these two are going to fuck. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. There you go. Uh I was trying to be, you know. Nice about it. So, uh, Chris then, uh, comes up to some road construction. We're riding her horse. They're building or completing a road through the town, it seems. Uh, and then, uh, uh, let's see here. Ruth, uh, is asleep and, uh, she's kind of seems almost passed out. And Barney is just in pants, no shirt. You're like, oh, so they really did. They must have fucked. That or Barney just likes walking around without a shirt on. Um, he too pumped and- chumped her for 20 bucks. Yeah, and he's definitely looking around. He's he's skizing out the place, trying to see if he can find anything uh, worth anything, uh, you know, later on you kind of find out different stuff, but right now that we're not paying attention to that. Um, but he's looking around and, um, see here. Then as he looks out the window, he sees Chris, uh, she's, uh, riding her bike back up. Uh, well, Chris gets there and she looks around, she sees kind of things are all kind of askew. And then she looks outside and she sees Chris is out there chopping wood. Um, she is kind of angry. She goes to grab Ruth. And when she goes to check on Ruth, who's sleeping, uh, Ruth is nude in her bed in the middle of the day. Uh, there is uh, a, a, a bottle of booze uh, right next to her. And, uh, like, just tons of cigarettes. So, you know, we we know stuff happened.
3: <laughs> it's obvious that they had a multiple all-day bonathon session.
0: thon uh, they they yeah, they, 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 uh, yeah, they definitely they, they they boned all the time. <laughs>
3: right, and he should not be there, and he's there chopping wood.
0: Yep, and he's not supposed to be there. He's uh, he's supposed to be gone. But anyway, so uh, Ruth then, uh, so Ruth gets told that he's still there, and so she confronts him, and that's our next clip.
4: I told you to leave. You've had your breakfast. Now get out.
5: How can I possibly leave after something as tasty as that? Huh? Well, the ham and eggs were great. And a coffee. But I'm not satisfied yet. Your stepdaughter.
4: I don't want you around here.
5: You know, if I ever reach a ripe old age and find women a drag, I'm gonna have a car like this. With a uniformed chauffeur.
4: If you think you can dominate me, you're very much mistaken.
5: Well, no, you've already dominated me. I'll do anything you want me to. I have enough problems. You have to leave. Nobody ever comes around here. Who's going to find out?
0: Maybe I can
3: help you out with a few things. Oh boy, the old oh seduce boy. your way into a warm bed and three hots.
0: Yep. Well, wow, look at that guy just trying to act. He's 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 throwing around that uh, he's throwing around that energy, that gigolo energy. Can we uh, can we
3: acknowledge that when he said something so tasty, he's staring right at poor Chris?
0: Yeah, staring right at Chris. Just being a real gross, gross, gross person.
3: Well, the movie has already objectified Chris in our eyes, and now we are seeing this person who felt very greasy and wrong to us is now objectifying her. So I feel like the film might be scolding us a little bit, telling us that we're just as bad as him.
0: Probably. Most our films do that all the time. They always scold us along when we're trying to scold other people that they're scolding us.
3: (laughs) That's a possibility, and I'm lost in the scold. So let's move on.
0: (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so Barney, he does a lot of chores during the day. He's cutting lawn, all that. All the while, uh, they are, again, sexually objectifying Chris. She is sunbathing topless um so you know congrats that you're you're now uh you're a pig just like everyone else um okay uh
3: we don't know what we, we don't know at this point while we're watching the film what we learn later on about chris yeah. and so while that is extremely disturbing in post at this point you could still technically somewhat innocently enjoy somewhat of the nudity but she's still infantilized a little bit and a little immature so that's really Uncomfortable.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and I, that's, a, that's a good enough way to put that. I, I don't uh, know if
3: she's emotionally mature enough, or like if she's like just because she's regressed because she's been trapped in the house, so she's reverted back. Oh, yeah. Or or is she that regressed because she's stuck you know infantilized like she's still a child, you know?
0: Jesus. You know, I wasn't really asking myself these questions, and now I am, and thanks. Jesus Christ. All right, well, that night they're all hanging out talking, and that's our next clip. Have you ever noticed how erotic children's stories and songs are?
5: Nonsense. There's nothing
4: erotic about that.
5: My father thought so.
4: He used to act Little Red Riding Hood with the puppets. Remember? Your father always had a flair for the absurd. Grandma was having an affair with a wolf, but the wolf
5: was greedy. And seduced Red Riding Hood as well.
4: And then, Grandma killed them both. Chris, please.
5: What do you two women find to do, stuck in a place like this?
4: As you can see, nothing. Ruth designs. I ride and sunbathe. For amusement, we spy on each other, don't we, Ruth? Stop it, Chris. We wait for someone who never arrives. We don't know whether we love or hate each other. And at night... That's enough. Go to your room at once. With him? Shall I go up with him? I know why you want him to stay. If you want to test me, you can. But warn him first
0: and that is the end of that 20 minutes
3: okay can we just talk about where her mind went with the story about grandma killing them both can we just a- yeah acknowledge what it is she's actually trying that's, to say
0: that's why i took this that's why i took this clip yes i wanted to talk about this
3: oh well go ahead then you probably notated it touch.
0: well uh obviously chris is having some attraction to uh uh, the barnacle and but she knows that of course ruth has done shit and now she's like she does not trust ruth at all uh it does not seem at least uh you know not normally so she's thinking hey you know uh the the wolf being barnacle is gonna get greedy already had ruth it's gonna try to get with chris
3: yeah that's basically what she's flat out implying but i think she's also saying it's time for you to make that pass because she's pissed and she's ready like like, this is a vengeance play on her part is how I took it
0: uh, I agree yeah especially a vengeance play against yeah ex- I mean especially because she's just she hate she it's so weird she hates Ruth but she needs Ruth so it, it makes her angry that that's constantly what's happening to her
3: yeah it's a bizarre state of being for her but it's true that is exactly where
0: she is yeah and I'm I'm just like holy shit this is just a fucking uh, just, it's such a it gotta be such a hard way to live man you know uh, it, uh, the movie itself it, it makes me feel sick. it's like oh my god you feel her her angst about she hates hates this woman who she's living with but absolutely positively needs her to live it seems.
3: Right and we can't really go into it as to why just yet but yeah, the, that's the beauty of the film is the entire time it's making you wonder like why do they even stay together they hate each other so much.
0: Yeah you're, you're just you're, but then you see her when like when it rained and she had those moments of stabbing that pillow and you're like Okay, so she obviously needs Ruth to even just survive, and oh man, it's it's rough. <laughs> yeah, the film does I, not, I not take enjoy it easy.
3: It. No, the film does not take it easy on you with the fucking drama, and if you uh, are someone like Matt, who actually you know has empathy and cares about people, yeah. uh, it's a really rough watch for you.
0: It, it really, yeah, it does not do you much good. <laughs>
3: But not like in a, it's a bad film way, but more like a, and it's so powerful and effective and depressing because of what its story it's telling you
0: way. It makes you think a lot.
3: (laughs) Yeah. And it just keeps grinding in your brain. Yeah, So this film is going to have a long lasting effect on your mental state whenever you think about it. It's extremely powerful. Those are the words we're looking for here. You say bad when I or depressing it. or whatever, but like, yeah, it kicks
0: your butt. When I watched it by the end of this moment, I was exhausted already, already exhausted, just tired because not in a bad way. It's just, you know, holy shit, you know, how much emotion can you pack into something like that? I'm not here to feel feelings. <laughs> I'm here to review movies that are supposed to have boobs and blood in them. This is not what I signed up for, court. Yeah, this is not this is not what I'm about. <laughs> hey I'm not gonna How lie dare you I- I'm not gonna lie I use
3: the words melodrama and things like that at the beginning because of a sort of defense mechanism because it does yeah really elicit strong emotional responses for th- you start to really care about Chris you start to yeah. really be concerned with her you kind of hate Ruth for her torturing Chris but at the same time you kind of start feeling bad for Ruth because like the reason that Ruth is so miserable is because she is also trapped here because Chris needs her but Chris isn't her yeah. child. They don't even like no. each other. And she was abandoned by her father. And Chris has to keep reminding her of that as well. Yeah. And I'm like,
0: you probably shouldn't really do
3: that. <laughs> right. They just keep going on and on. And they're in this endless, torturous, like loop with each other Yeah, out in the middle of nowhere. And it's become this feedback where it's obvious that Chris is not going to get better.
0: Yeah. It's, it's definitely obvious that there's just no way Chris is going to not get any better right now. Not in this, this environment, and and I don't think she's there to get better in this environment.
3: No, I think at this point I'm starting to believe that she's just being kept out of the way, and she's basically been granted stay at home here, but only here at this home under the supervision of Ruth is what I'm yeah. convinced of at this point. And that letter is basically confirming that there hasn't been any incidents or whatever you know, and to continue the course of treatment so this far, because if she steps out of line, if she hurts somebody. I think she's going back in. Mm -hmm. The reason that I bring this up, the reason that I bring this up is because there's some decisions that are made later on, I believe to not necessarily use Chris as a weapon, but um, I believe that there is a, an attempt to get Chris out of the way and also use her to get vengeance at the same time later on.
0: Yeah, I think so.
3: And I believe the reason for that is that the only reason she is not in an asylum at this point uh, is because she's allowed to stay at this manner under Ruth's supervision. That's 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 what I've inferred in this twenty minutes. She even at one
0: point said uh I shouldn't I should have stayed in the asylum.
3: Right. So it's I know that she was in an asylum. She says that she should have stayed there, but my thought is at this point, and the thing that I'm inferring, because they don't necessarily say it, but I heavily believe at this point that Ruth has the power to send her back, but can't bring herself to do it. And then tries to hijack and or cause Chris to do something to force her to send herself back you know what i mean like yeah basically to make it to where they have no choice she has to go back in just to get her off of her hands i believe that's the path that ruth is going to take after this
0: that could be yeah yeah um Oh, Jesus Christ.
3: It's still a heel program no matter what, but what I'm saying yeah. is what looks like something that's supposed to be extremely sinister, I don't believe is as sinister as it appears to be and we'll we'll get once we get into it we'll talk about it more.
0: All right, sounds good. Uh well, let's start the next 20. Um they they lock up the house every night and Ruth tells Barney how once a worker got locked in there but when they left for the year and because he couldn't get out, he died there. So, holy fuck, you know, there's some dark energy already in this house. Um, they yeah, there's some bad shit going bit. on in here. Yeah. They start making out a bit, and then uh, uh, that night we see Chris is kind of listening at their door, and Barney and Ruth are talking about Chris's dad, and that's our next clip. I
5: can't stand you any longer. Goodbye. What's all that about?
4: Can't you guess?
5: A farewell note. Your husband. My husband. And you read it every night.
4: When I met him, he was traveling around Surrey with a puppet show. He'd already abandoned his Spanish wife. He was always a tramp.
5: <laughs> Just like me. We, uh, have a special charm, don't we?
4: I taught him how to dress how to eat, how to behave like a civilized man.
5: Then after eight years, I can't stand you any longer. Goodbye. You didn't do a very good job on him, did you?
4: Men are all the same. I learned the hard way, but now I know how to handle them. He left me right here sleeping. We just made love. He took all the money he could find credit cards, travelers checks. But he never found what he was really looking for. I had it well hidden.
5: He was never very bright anyway. Are you? I make out the best I can.
4: He left me alone
5: here with his daughter.
4: Sooner or later he'll come back for her.
5: And then what happens?
4: He'll find her very much changed. Then we'll be even. Come over here. You're good-looking, ambitious, and totally amoral.
5: I can't complain.
4: My stepdaughter's attractive, isn't she?
5: Very. Her
4: bedroom door's never locked.
5: did she try to warn me about?
4: Why don't you find out for yourself? Sometimes at night, when it rains, she has nightmares. She calls for me. Next time, why don't you go?
0: I think I'm going to amuse myself around here. We can all amuse ourselves. So not good. Bad. It's real bad. Uh <laughs>
3: nefarious plans are in action.
0: Yes. Uh well the next day, uh Chris and Barney are watching the car and we get a mail call, and Chris wants the mail so she can see it, and Barney kind of keeps play- keep away, but she gets it. But nothing from her dad, so she pouts a little bit. Uh Barney is reading the newspaper and there's a headline about the woman that was killed. Apparently that was the seventh victim. Chris and Barney are driving into town. They see Lewis. He's, he's heading into town as well. Um, they are at a store and, uh, Chris buys, uh, uh, not Chris, uh, Barney buys a, uh, a stuffed animal for a little boy and his, do- his money has a hole in it. And then he also buys, a, a little doll or little like plush bear for, uh, for Chris. Uh, this family, they're talking to Chris and they're going to go visit, uh, Ruth. And so when Chris and Barney leave, uh, they're like, she's like, she doesn't want to go back right away. So they go to watch a movie. Um, or Actually, before that, they leave, and then there's this man who's really interested in the money that Chris gave the, uh, uh, the shopkeeper with the hole in it.
3: Okay, for those of us that remember the stab wound to the hand and there was an envelope yeah. full of money underneath it, we know what that fucking means.
0: Yes, exactly
3: it's I mean we're not let's not play around here if you fucking yeah. notice that which you fucking should have come on
0: yes that's exactly. what that
3: means so now we have it pretty much confirmed that while he may not have actually done the stabbing he has crossed paths with the person but, that did for sure and somehow got money off of them yes yep exactly but more than likely uh, he did it because he fucking did it
0: but more, yeah he that motherfucker had to have done it right
3: yeah Um. he's the only suspect that could have done that one but they mistaken his specific murder of that one woman when dressed as charlie chaplin with murders that actually are going on where houses are being robbed and people are being murdered
0: yep yeah yeah well um they go to a movie in the beginning of the movie it's like a memorial to the woman who was stabbed at the beginning she's a famous singer and uh the one of the final things they show of her is that her most favorite number her most famous number was that uh, a charlie chaplin number where she dressed up as charlie chaplin
3: and you notice uh, that uh our man there is given the side eye to the tv while he's seeing that and looking real nervous and scared
0: yeah louise then shows up and uh so does the man who was inquiring about the money so uh it's 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 getting a little thick in there um uh so uh then that night they uh get home and that family left them a rabbit uh, the uh, like a fucking house rabbit but Ruth doesn't want it and so they're going to go ahead and kill it and because it wouldn't survive out on its own and so uh, uh Barney with one like Miyagi like karate chop kills the fucking rabbit right. and
3: uh, first of all it was a farm raised rabbit for food oh okay Um, they were given the freshest version of the rabbit they possibly could meaning the live rabbit they were supposed to eat it she just wanted to let it go they can't do that, and so its only purpose could have been to become a pet for them. They could have kept it around the house as a pet instead, and not killed him.
0: Yeah, but yeah. instead
3: they decided to eat him, and that's why Barney fucking karate chops him. Whether or not that was real, I don't know, and I can't tell. But it was fucking disturbing.
0: It was very disturbing. Well, later on that night, uh, Chris is outside, and Barney asks if like she's scared of him, and she says no, and they kind of have a moment. Um, and uh, uh, so then, um, the next day they kind of uh, run around. Uh, during the day, uh, riding horses, riding bikes, having a good old time. And, uh, they fall into like this little pile and they start making out a bit. And right as to do that, uh she uh Chris has once again these visions of this big sweaty dude, and it's not good, and she's like she needs space, uh, and that's the end of that 20 minutes. So not good. Alright,
3: so the implication is even more that Chris, we see her as a very much little girl, and then we see the sweaty barbarian looking barbell lifting dude looking at her, and then we see a reaction of a grown-up Chris wincing and terrified and the implication is that something really bad happened at the hands of this man to her at that young age of a little girl yeah it's yeah
0: it's that's just so heavily applied
3: <laughs> right it's getting implied to the point now where you're like god damn it movie do not stack this on top of all the other fucking heartache you're throwing my way right now
0: yeah i can't i can't handle this shit right now uh <laughs> i'm not into it
3: yeah dude
6: do not stir this up i don't need any more drama all right Seriously, I just watched Nurse Jackie, and I cannot handle any more drama right now.
0: Damn, Nurse Jackie, I just can't handle any more. There we go.
3: I can't handle any more fucking drama. Like they were implying it, but like at this point, I'm dreading that they're gonna make me fucking witness it, Matt.
0: Yeah, me too. Uh, And I'm almost positive they're going to at this point. I'm I'm not happy about it. Uh, but it's just the thought i'm getting this movie has so far not been kind and, and you know sparing feelings so
3: yeah uh let's let's move on then because it's that's a good dour situation to be thinking about as we move into the yes. next couple of moments
0: all right well the next 20 minutes uh this starts uh, later that night ruth and chris go uh down to the cellar because ruth needs help finding some prints Uh, Chris sees the old puppet stand that her dad used to run his puppet shows on, and she had visions of those puppet shows happening, and her and her dad watching them together. Or, well, her watching them that her dad was doing. Um... Ruth, uh, then talks to her and cautions her against, uh, getting too friendly, I guess you would say, with Barney, saying he'll be gone, uh, before you know it, uh, he'll just leave, uh, he's just a traveler, um, so. And, uh, then, uh, uh, Ruth heads upstairs, and we see this rain starts, so of course, Chris is now starting to obviously freak a little bit, because it's starting to rain, um... Then Barney's getting ready to go to bed, but Ruth said, "Hey, you promised to do some things uh go she's uh Chris is gonna start needing help soon. uh I want you to go downstairs and help her so uh chris uh, Barney goes down there to see, and she is freaking out, calling out for Ruth to come help her uh Ruth is just standing upstairs, not doing anything almost seems to be enjoying uh this poor young lady's Uh, dread, Um, as Barney tries to help her, she tries to take a stab at Barney a few times, but then we hear her scream and she just passes out, probably just out of sheer fucking, uh, scared, you know, just being scared enough to pass out.
3: Could be adrenal fatigue as well. If her flight or fight reflexes were going so far, she probably burnt herself out.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, that's fucking sad. Uh, there is definitely
3: no question that something horrible happened to Chris.
0: Yeah, <laughs> something real bad. Right, and, and unfortunately, we're getting ready to probably, you know, say hi to it, and that's not going to be enjoyable either. <laughs>
3: Okay, well, I won't say anything and we'll just move on. Thank you.
0: So Barney brings her up from the cellar and lays her down. And at this point, Chris sees that and freaks out. She tells Barney to get out and Barney's like, fuck you. You know, what the fuck's wrong with you? Why are you like this? And, uh, she's just fucking freaking out on Barney, like real fucking bad. Uh, is she, and he's like, I don't know what your fucking problem is. Uh, but, you know, you got to settle it down. And then she gets out a gun and starts shooting at him. So he leaves. And while he's outside, he's like pretty much like telling her, you know, you were a piss poor lay, all that kind of shit and throwing rocks at the windows
3: and smashing uh, them.
0: Yes. And smashing them. But she eventually leaves. And Chris even is like, Hey, you know, we don't have to worry anymore. Uh, he, he can't, you know, we're alone again. He can't hurt us. And you're just kind of like, okay, that seems a bit weird, right? Um. And again, it seems a little too, uh, a little too friendly, I guess a little too, what's the word? Romantic for somebody who's supposed to be taking care of somebody when they're, when they're, uh, when the, when they have PTSD like that.
3: All right. So we're kind of hinting at a, an extremely inappropriate love triangle that's going on here. And by love triangle, I mean, everybody's going to be fucking everybody eventually. Yeah. Um, it seems to me that yes, Chris and Ruth are having a lurid love affair that is heavily implied but not shown uh, that's going on and I believe that this is obviously not something that's part of her therapy if you will this is just abuse Uh, and I've also kind of come to the conclusion that after severe trauma like this where she's having a flashback of what happened or she's being triggered by the rain and the thunderstorm and then the lights going out those sort of things that are happening that, that do create that terror of remembering something that happened to her perhaps she is even more willing to run back to ruth if you will and so ruth is not necessarily jealous of the idea of sharing the dude she just doesn't want to share chris
0: well it's also maybe she's like she doesn't know what she wants to do with chris there's part of her that wants to stick to this plan of destroying chris and then when it's actually happening she starts to feel bad because she spent so much time with chris so she's like, well, what, what, now, what am I supposed to do? You know, th- now she starts caring for her.
3: Yeah. And maybe it's just this weird, twisted, sadomasochistic relationship that has some kind of weird sexual overtones to it. Maybe they're just implying that stuff. But I do believe that bad things happened in that lonely manor house. And I, oh, yeah. I also believe that Ruth torments her in such a way as because it results
0: in better sex for Ruth later. Maybe. Jesus Christ, man some fucked up shit going on around here when the dude showed up
3: and nothing was happening to Chris yeah it's not until he stops getting interest in Ruth and starts getting interesting interest in Chris and putting machinations and moves on her and I don't think again that she cares so much about the dude she doesn't at all she'd rather him be gone than have him touch Chris
0: I think so as well
3: but at the same time I think she was trying when they were locked down in the basement the last thing I need to say here when they were locked down in the basement, that is her trying to get Chris back in the asylum. And when she, when that backfires, she just gets angry and throws the guy
0: out because he actually didn't get hurt. But I, I don't even know if she's trying to get her back in the asylum or she's trying to break her completely. So when her dad does eventually come back for her, he, he, he has a very... His daughter is... Destroyed, if you would even care. But I mean, I don't know if that's
3: yeah, whatever the motivation was. She definitely was hoping for him to get hurt down there by Chris. That's was that's what she yeah. was hoping. Um, yes. My yes. thought, my thought was to get the, at first to get the guy alone with her and then have that manner. And then she can have all the fun that she wants until the husband comes back.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, something's happening here, but I, I just can't pinpoint it. But she, I think to me, it's Chris has uh, a plan. She had this plan. Husband left her. I, I, I don't think it's just him. I think men as a whole have disappointed uh, uh, Chris. And Ruth, Chris is the child. Or I'm sorry, uh, Ruth. And I think this one was going to pay with his daughter's life, kind of. Because yeah, this is this is what you get. And now she's because she spent so much time with Chris. Ruth has grown to care for her, but she also needs this plan. So she is at a crossroads of what she wants, and she was starting to get it because Chris was really starting to break, especially with Barney around. And when Ruth saw that. She she flipped for some reason on herself, like her own plan is no good anymore.
3: Okay, well, you're saying to get her to really, really break. What do you think the ultimate result is going to be if she really breaks? She's going to go back to the asylum, she, and
0: but I don't think he she wants her back. She wants that girl still in that house when the father comes back. So just to be like catatonic, maybe even at, at best.
3: Oh, you know what I mean. Okay, so if her sweet revenge so, is to make you know, her you're as not sick violent as anymore
0: Gotcha. Yeah, not violent anymore, just catatonic. So. So she won't be any more trouble.
3: She was hoping for at least her to, for Chris to kill him down there at the very least. Yeah. She was hoping for something along those lines or for him to get hurt or for something to happen um, along those lines to get Chris off of her hands or in your state like even more wrecked and destroyed before the father comes back like
0: something like that i
3: I think criminal charges before the father comes back would also be just fine for her so i think but but
0: then i think she still is like now she's like oh my god but now i don't want that to happen or do i want it to happen and she is just she just doesn't know what she wants
3: (laughs) yeah because we certainly don't let's move
0: on yeah right and we're fucking i'm lost uh all right so that night then we see this person uh walks into uh a cattle barn uh grabs it's raining heavily yeah this person grabs a a slicker a black slicker uh raincoat pretty much some gloves and then grabs a fucking like a sickle for lack of a better word and no that's a sickle uh, where it's a sickle uh uh, it calms down a dog that comes barking at it and pets the dog and just, you know, and then it moves over. And then we see that farm family from before and they're all kind of getting ready for bed, having a having a jolly good night. Um, And everyone's getting ready for bed. And then the little boy looks outside and sees this man standing there and he thinks it's a monk out in the... Uh, uh, out in the rain and so he even says hey you know there's telling the siblings there's a monk out in the rain and the siblings are like oh well you should let him in don't let him sit out there so he sneaks past his parents and he opens up unlocks the door and the killer or the, this man walks in and he but the little boy hides behind the door as it's being opened well they the parents feel a draft the dad goes to check it out and he gets his throat slit mom gets killed uh, big brother and big sister walk out, they get fucking murdered, everyone's getting killed, and we see the killer's starting to look for money, and all of a sudden the little boy's toy starts going off, it's like a drummer. And the killer walks up, and he slices and fucking dices.
3: It's heavily implied we don't see it, and I'm bummed.
0: Yeah, but it's still- Oh dude. No, you don't want to see that. My love of dead kids. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> um so anyway uh we cut to now an officer is being interviewed and that's our next clip commissioner
1: how many victims were there five the entire family within two years six similar crimes have been committed within a radius of 100 kilometers do you think these crimes were committed by the same person there's no doubt about it the killer has to be right here in this town and what makes you say that because several bills have been passed that have a cut in the center and blood has been found on them. Is there any truth to the rumor that you've ordered a roundup of all young vagrants with packs and guitars? A vagrant with a pack and a guitar was spotted near the sites of all the crimes. We've already made more than 200 arrests, but I don't anticipate any positive results. Our mobile camera teams have been at the scene of the crime since yesterday. The commissioner, who has taken personal charge of the investigation, was interviewed by special reporter. Within two years, six similar killings have taken place within a radius of 100 kilometers. Do you think these crimes were committed by the same person? There's no doubt about it. The killer has to be right here in this town. The commissioner's statement is obviously of paramount importance. How did he arrive at this conclusion? Here is his reply. A vagrant with a pack and guitar was spotted near the sites of all the crimes. Nevertheless, the commissioner later stated that despite the numerous arrests of suspicious individuals, no positive results have for the moment been obtained. Another detail which may be significant is that the dog, the family pet, waits in vain for the return of his master, raised no alarm nor frightened off the criminal.
5: Could this mean that the murderer was a member of the family circle or a friend of the victims known and familiar to the dog? In any event, the farmhouse murders, as it is now called, occupies a focal point in the national interest. The entire country is deeply moved and outraged by this bloody, almost unprecedented crime.
1: One of the farm workers raised the alarm and immediately the police and ambulance services were alerted. Our cameras were present to provide graphic testimony of the tragedy. The images are sufficiently eloquent of the pathos of the scene. Let us now hear the declarations of the commissioner in charge of the investigation. And the motive? Money. The criminal could be content with robbery, but death excites him. He's no longer able to resist the urge to kill and he'll continue to do so. Is the killer insane? This is a question many people must be asking. Not only in this region, where so many similar crimes have been committed, but throughout the country. Let us now listen to the opinion of an expert, Professor Gordon. He is not exactly insane. When he is captured, I'm sure we shall find that his is a typical case of chromosome abnormality. The duplication of chromosome Y creates a criminal tendency. The Boston Strangler was a double Y, so is man student who machine gunned his classmates on a university
3: campus i think that double y thing has since been disproven but that was a big thing in this indies
0: oh yeah yeah well uh uh, during, uh, By the way, that's the end of that 20 minutes.
3: Uh, yeah, um, it, it's being more obvious that there is um, more than one killer. One is, yes. one is set to fully in- intend to rob, and that's it. And our dude who almost died at the hands of Chris was the one who killed the other lady, but she was confused. With, so there's two killers that we know of for sure. There's two different killers anyway. You think? <laughs> yes.
0: Yes, there are two different killers. Um anyway, we spent the next 20 minutes. Uh we started that out. Chris and Ruth are locking up the place. Chris says that uh that he actually wanted her to go with him, and she's kind of like really kind of disturbed by everything. And Ruth is like, don't worry about it, just best to forget it. He's gone. They go to bed, and that night we see Barney's actually in the cellar. He's hiding out in the cellar. Well, he gets up and he gets the keys uh from the drawer area to lock up the house, and he finds the gun. Uh, so he locks everything up and then we see Ruth wakes up and she sees him doing all this. So she's able to go hide out in Chris's room and tells Chris that he's probably sounds like he's in the library looking for something, and that the best idea right now is for Chris to, for lack of a better word, distract him because uh, she knows it, that he fancies Chris, and that she'll try to find a way to get out or get call the police or something.
3: Oh, we need to uh, su- we need to also state they're panicking so much because they've yeah. because of the new murder they've heard they've that been... a man with a guitar, a man with a guitar, a man with a guitar, and yeah. they think it's him yes and he just okay. broke into their house which is also fucking terrifying and he's locking them in which is extremely fucking terrifying so
0: no one gets out once you're locked in right you know.
3: yeah and th- what they're essentially doing here and setting up i mean it's obvious what is happening he whatever he's got planned it's not good so whether or not he actually is the murderer they are justified in being terrified and trying to come up with a plan to defend themselves
0: yeah oh yeah definitely big time um So, uh, anyway, he's in the library. Chris kind of freaks out on Ruth a bit. You know, she doesn't want to do it. She'd rather die, but then calms down a bit. Uh, then, uh, as Barney's kind of, like, tearing up some fucking... The couch uh he hears the door open and he sees chris standing there and she's in like a like a nightgown type stings and he pretty much tells her the first time he ever saw her he all he wanted to do was make love to her and uh they get into the room and he's like hey where's ruth and she's like probably still sleeping and they hug and she's like i thought you said yeah you know, you'd take me with you and he goes why are you back here and he goes i'm gonna rob her and and he goes and i came back for you i wanted to be with you um So they, uh, they, they, they start to, you know, uh, get down to a little bit of the business and they start to making out. Ruth goes around. She finds her gun is in the counter, but it is empty. The, he unloaded the gun. Um, so it's kind of weird. Is he here to kill them? Because when he just keep like a fully loaded gun on him, if that was the case. Um, but, uh, then Ruth is kind of looking around, and then Chris, he starts, uh, or uh, Chris starts having visions of her in the shower. Uh, she was that little girl, and this is all the while uh, she's making out like they're oh, pretty much having sex with uh, uh, Barney. But she's having visions of that big burly man finds her in the shower and begins raping her. So that's is chris's trauma which is just fucking terrible uh and you feel just fucking horrible um
3: and it's triggered every time of the rainstorm because it reminds her of the shower with the rain falling on yeah, top of shower. her yeah
0: yeah yeah and uh then we come back to ruth she finds a knife in the kitchen and she's like okay well she has something well as things are progressing along chris grabs a knife from her bedstand and uh, stabs Barney in the back, right as Ruth comes in and also stabs him. They both take turns stabbing him, and he's like, holy shit, and he's able to run and get away when the power goes out. But uh, as they kind of, there's like some cat and mouse games there, but then they're able to find him, and they do a full on stabathon on him. He's still able to get up, and he stumbles, stumbles into a big kind of clock. He falls, the clock falls. All of a sudden, all these jewels pour out of the clock, but uh he he dead he's definitely dead uh that was so fucking uh, brutal he falls out yeah he's dead brutal death that's the end of that 20 minutes jesus christ that was so fucking brutal oh my god when they found him when he was hiding i mean that was horrific
3: (laughs) yeah and they just stabbed and stabbed and stabbed it was like fucking manson-esque levels of stabbing
0: man oh my god i should say manson family esque yeah that was intense you did Uh, yeah
3: all right so it made you wade through a lot of interpersonal Personal stuff, And it was slowly but surely revealing a trauma that may have caused such arrested development. She may very well be trapped in that state. She may not have been able to mentally progress beyond it of yeah. those early teen years. And knowing that, and in retrospect, watching the movie again or talking about any implied uh, heavily <laughs> exploitative shots of Marisol in this film... Makes it really uncomfortable for us to be seeing Chris in such a manner after all of this, Mm -hmm. but I get what it is that they are doing. Uh, This is kind of a Lolita sort of wink and a nod kind of story, and they're trying to be really lurid with everything, but then they do this play with (laughs) sexualizing her and trying to make her also ultra young and teeny bopper at the same time. And then you learn what you learn about her at the very end of the film. And so anything that they were doing previously to titillate you that may have worked on you against your better judgment makes Mm -hmm. you instantly feel like a horrible human being once they go that route.
0: Yeah, you don't feel good no more. (laughs) Yeah, this film,
3: it takes its time and slowly strips away all of these points of the character until you're positive that they are who you thought they were. And this is 100% a heel program. Uh,
0: 100%. 100% heel program. Yeah, there there's no there ain't a face to be found around here. I mean, maybe Chris is kind of a face, but everyone else is a heel program.
3: Yeah, I could see the argument that Chris can't be a hundred percent to blame um for her actions because she is in fact mentally ill. Yeah. Um, because of what has happened to her. But at the same time that's kind of <laughs> I don't know. It's also a little cliche at the same time, but maybe not in the seventies, but even then in the seventies, I think it kind of was, <laughs> you know, like uh, she's, yeah. she's so traumatized by this event, but that still, happened to her. she's
0: never gotten quite the help for her trauma. No. She's never got help. And she, she was failed by a medical system that gave her to a person who was using her for their own means and not for her actual health.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking it's dark and it's twisted. And so
0: I, I would give Chris kind of a pass around here. Uh,
3: yeah, but even still, um, Chris's stabbing at this point was not from, I don't think that was coming from the place of her reacting to um, her past trauma. I think that is her lashing out and finding that killing men makes her feel better about her past trauma. And I that f-
0: could get there, but I'm just saying that, you know, I- I'm willing to give her a pass a little bit more at
3: this right. point. But what I'm what I'm saying is that may have been the intention that Ruth has mm-hmm. had all along. And maybe that she is grooming her to murder every man on site. So including that
0: her own father.
3: So that when father finally comes home, that'll be the final justice
0: yeah that that could be it too yeah i mean i don't yeah, think that i can definitely see i don't
3: think her plan could quite get that nefarious but like i mean i wouldn't put it past her at the same time
0: hey man she is not a very happy person and <laughs> uh uh yeah i wouldn't put it past her
3: look i thought i was vengeful and i thought that i held a grudge but ruth has me beat
0: yeah man you ain't got nothing on ruth
3: uh, let's move
0: on <laughs> all right uh well we start the final 20 minutes Ruth tells him as the man lays there dead, they've, they got to get help. They got to call the cops. Uh, remember to say that, you know, he was going to kill them. That's why they had to do what they did. Um, you know, all this other kind of stuff. So, uh, you know, getting their story straight. Um, and as Ruth goes to call the cops, uh, Chris actually holds uh, the man's hand, uh, you know, uh, the dead man's hand, trying to, I don't know, just comfort him or what. I mean, he's dead. I don't know what, what there is to comfort, but she, she's holding his hand.
3: She also may not be able to process or understand
0: what has happened and may not realize yeah. that he actually is dead. Yeah, yeah, uh, that, that could also be another good one. Um. So anyway, uh, they're getting to the car. They're heading out. And all of a sudden, the whole town is like right in front of their house. They're all driving. And they're like, what? the hell's going on and they're like they caught him they caught the guy and they're like okay and uh they they follow that and holy shit um it's lewis Lewis was the killer of the family. Um, the The crowd is freaking out. Why? Why? And he pretty much just goes, I don't know what they're freaking out about. I need the money to help my, my help my, uh, my horse ranch. Hey, to take care
3: so, of the horses. He was doing it.
0: To take care of the horses. He, yeah. He
3: was slaughtering families to make sure that his horses were taken care of.
0: Because it's the only thing that reminds him of his dad.
3: Yeah. Which, okay. So he's doing all the immediate families around him in the valley, but he didn't do the lady that was much further no, away. I, sure. I'm
0: under the belief that was definitely, uh, barnacle. Uh, yeah, that was, that was a uh, Barney. That was definitely Barney who did the, the first woman. Yeah. So it just so happens we got two murderers in this town,
3: right? So, uh, that makes the next group of decisions and, um, how the film ends extremely interesting. So I'm going to just shut the fuck up and let that
0: all happen. All right. Well, um, anyway, uh, the ladies talk and that's our final clip. Then who have we killed? And for what?
4: He'd just been released from prison. He knew your father. Now I understand everything. He sent him. Perhaps he came looking for me. He didn't come for you. He came for this. You didn't mean a thing to him. He'd have left you rotting in a clinic without lifting a finger. He wanted me to go away with him. Perhaps he really wanted to. You know what he wanted. They always want the same thing. Always. Always. Ruth, I think I will go away. Where? No place special. But here it rains too much. I don't want to stay with you. But you're not well. who will take care of you. You need me. You've won, Ruth. You've beaten me. Don't say that, Chris, please. Please don't ever say that. Your father hurt me terribly. You don't know how I came to hate him. It's, It's true. I wanted to corrupt you, destroy you. It was the only way I could get even with him. But now, Chris, I don't even hate him anymore. I feel so lonely, Chris. I need you. I need you more than you need me. All the worse for you. Chris, we killed a man. The two of us. We killed a man. I'll try not to suffer for that. I promise you. If you leave me, I'll go to the police. I'll tell them everything. You won't. And you know it. Chris, I couldn't stand to be alone. Please don't leave. Please don't. It would be amusing. after all, I turned out to be the stronger.
0: (laughs) What do we do with him?
4: We must wait until nightfall.
0: Damn. And in one line, Chris goes from the the one who is, you know, um, the subservient, needy one to almost the leader. She's killed. She's
3: found the thing that will make her feel better, dude.
0: Yeah, I guess. Damn. Well, uh, the ladies, what they do is they bury him in the road construction area. Uh, they're like, and, uh, Ruth wonders if it'll work. And she goes, I guess we'll see until tomorrow. Uh, but, uh, and then, so then they check it out. The workers show up. They bury over the body. They put the fucking shit down and, uh, the, the, the asphalt and the tar and they build a road over this motherfucker. So there you go.
3: Uh yeah, so Yeah. Um do you know how roads are, are built, Matt?
0: Uh, uh kinda but uh, you may want to just go ahead and let me know.
3: Okay, so in order to lay something level and flat, you have to tamp down the soil and then sometimes apply sand or an aggregate of some sort that can also be tamped down so that you don't have your pavement shifting or yeah. anything underneath. You want a nice level flat area that is nice and ready to go for you to lay your pavement over or whatever is going to be, even if it's just fucking asphalt. Uh-huh. Alright, so when you bury something that deep with that much stuff, what we're about to see at the ending is complete and utter bullshit and i need to state that now because gotta talk about an alternate ending as well so here we go
0: all right well uh what happened is uh obviously um so anyway the ladies bury him as we said in the road construction area uh and all of a sudden, uh, the road's there. And as time goes by, we see a lot of grass and the, the, the road starts to crack and a lot of grass comes up. And, uh, all of a sudden, uh, some workers come to check it out. And as they're checking out, we, uh, as they're checking out everything that happens here, uh, is going to, uh, be mixed in with the girls swimming, living their best lives. Um, so, anyway, uh, the guys are like, well, there's something going on with the road here. And they start digging. And they're like, you know, uh, the road's sunk. That's what's causing this problem. And they're fixing it. All of a sudden, the guy sees something, grabs a cop, a motorcycle cop. That cop looks at what they found. He takes off. Uh, the cops are riding out, uh, you know, sirens of Blaine as the two ladies just look out into the distance. Roll credits.
3: First of all, he was buried so deep I do not think the bean sprouts that were in him that were growing off of him or were in his clothing or whatever would have come up and broke the ground. Also, he was okay. he was buried so deep and everything would have been tampered that if were things to shift enough, he would have been crushed by the weight of the giant fucking steamroller that tamps down the road area. And then also, the weight of everything on top of him would have probably crushed him as well. Unless hmm. unless the girls didn't dig deep enough and just laid him like just barely under the road before the pavement happened, which I kind of believe, sure. But let me tell you about an alternative ending that's on the disc that should have been in the film instead in my opinion
0: i'm listening
3: it's cut back and forth with the roadway the road crew doing the road paving and all of that stuff and then it cuts back and forth with the roadway area where he supposedly is their happy life the roadway area their happy life
0: credits what okay say that one again yeah no They're happy life happy life
3: happy life the roadway no cracks no dropouts uh-huh. nothing just the road stay oh. put and be
0: in itself and they just ride on huh
3: yeah they live out their creepy weird psychotic codependent life or Damn. they keep doing this i don't know which but that's a much better fucking
0: ending yeah that's some hardcore shit right there
3: yeah the bean sprouts <laughs> is kind of stupid
0: to me yeah i can see that yeah, I can see that uh, when, the, when the, all of a sudden things start growing and I'm like, okay, but why? Why, why are they growing? <laughs> it seems weird. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> You know, I'm
3: I'm I don't really know how much more I need to say about the film because we really do have to talk about the moments that are happening. Um, and we've already we've really, really said it. It's an extremely powerful film. It's very well made, it's gorgeously fucking shot. Uh, but it is an endurance run because it will leave you exhausted. Just talking about it tonight, even though I know you were on a call, I'm fucking exhausted too. Like I feel it. Yeah. I totally understand why you were <laughs> as worn out as you are trying to do the review of the movie and trying to write down all the notes and keep track of everything that's happening because there's so much story. There's so much interpersonal drama and you really do start to engage with the characters. You may not like them, but your empathy yeah. is kicked up into overdrive for them in multiple scenes. And I kind of want to agree with you. I th- I think Chris is always the victim in all of this. And what we're seeing is the actual corruption of Chris Miller. They're not referring to the horrible assault of Chris Miller. This is the corruption, the entirety of what we're seeing yeah. in the film. It was Ruth's uh, plan.
0: Yes, I think so. Ruth's plan was to be the corruption of her. Yeah,
3: yeah, and that's uh, and it's just it's a, a abuse of essentially a mental patient that's left under your care.
0: Yeah, <laughs> who is uh, nothing else than
3: a sexual assault fuck- survivor. Just for your own pleasure, you're doing this. What? Just,
0: yeah, just just because her dad fucking pissed you off.
3: jesus christ yeah it's dark uh it's really well made it's an excellent fucking film uh it's gonna hit you heavy it's gonna just stomp on your genitals but leave its foot there and twist it a little
0: yeah oh yeah emotionally
3: emotionally speaking uh and if that's the kind of Uh, ride you're looking for that's what you're gonna get out of the corruption of chris miller
0: that's what you want man you can have it (laughs) uh
3: Is mike ness covering the bob dylan song of don't think twice it's all right now if you listen very closely to the lyrics of that song for those of you that are on the pirate radio edit i want you to go back and listen very closely it's kind of the story of how the ending of this movie actually happens because <laughs> he ends up on the dark side of the road if you know what i mean
0: god <laughs> oh,
3: damn i think you know what i mean and i'm pretty sure you do <laughs> there was another line in there too about um she's the reason that he's traveling on in other words like on to the great beyond and all that like the lyrics fit really well with them fucking murdering him and burying him under a road but it works even better when in your brain they get away with it so just remember that's the actual positive ending of the film that
0: i see it (laughs) yeah they got away from with it (laughs) because that guy was still kind of an asshole so
3: (laughs) he was gonna fucking kill them they just shouldn't have disposed with a boss and done
0: with consequences I bet their they actions. wanna I bet he was gonna take Chris with her. I bet with him. I bet that was true. <laughs> I don't know, but we're done reviewing the film. If you want to find, yeah, yeah, we're done. If you want to find any
3: of the other instances in the 320 previous episodes of this show where we may or may not have continued reviewing the view of the film at the ending of the show, legionpodcast.com <laughs> forward slash cinema dash psyops. I know that's happened a handful of times at least.
0: Oh, it had to have.
3: Yeah. Our show is also represented on Instagram whenever it hasn't crashed in the middle of some kind of weird hearing having to do with Big Daddy Zuckerberg's Facebook. Yeah,
0: read Right? Mm.
3: Our meme repository there on Instagram is cinema underscore psyops. Now, what remained up all day on October 4th, weirdly enough, was Twitter, where you can find a couple of tweets of a couple of twats because of that porn bot heaven. I'm at court underscore psyop there, and he is at PsyopMatt. We also have our Facebook group whenever Facebook is actually active and not crashed. Uh,
0: Facebook don't work no more. (laughs) What are you talking about? Cinema
3: psyops. I am court psyops there, and Matt exists in a frame where you can tag him in post but he's not really there Matt
0: Psyop these are facts
3: these are facts if you actually want to get a response to your email just email feedback to court cinemasyopscourt at gmail.com there's no point in giving you the address anymore
0: no
3: (laughs) well while you're out there traveling on your own road try not to think about all the people (laughs) that may be underneath it and kick the fuck out of this week and make it your bitch yeah so i don't know what the fuck fucking happened to my skype but like it fucking lost everything like every fucking setting i ever
0: had wow yeah must have been a big update something
3: yeah it fucking blew away shit from my usb uh interface too that i was using holy
0: shit I'm so sorry. That's so fucking crazy. You're fine. Don't worry about it. You gave me some time to wind down.
3: Yeah, I figured you could use the break, and then I'm like, God damn it, what the fuck? What the fuck is going on? I'm just like (laughs) screaming. I'm going to probably include that if all of that got caught out of my mic,
0: because I was really fucking livid. I should probably start recording. One, two, three.
3: Yay. Okay, so now you're definitely recording.
0: I am definitely recording, and it's picking up my mic. (laughs) Uh, I love that we have these little
3: games that our anxieties make us play now for our, like <laughs> yeah. show check. Well, that
0: that last time, but apparently it didn't pick up my mic, and now I'm all fucking. I get all nervous about it
3: holy shit you had the same number of clips that you did last time and it recognized them because of the naming scheme that trick finally worked for (laughs) once
0: well it's about damn time
3: spoiler alert it's not just so i play them in order but that numbering scheme as long as you have the same number all i have to do is delete the ones that are gone and then add the ones that are supposed to this is our first fucking week that's actually fucking
0: worked nice
3: yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we'll see. When I try to play them, if it plays one of the ones from last week, like like it did, that's what happened whenever, uh, you remember when the Clips for Jennifer played on the, net the following week's episode? I can't remember. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember even what happened, which one that happened in, but that's what happened was it was playing the older files because they didn't fully delete. It found them in the trash can
0: somehow. Weird.
3: <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I want that program to get there, or maybe it was just it was referenced to be deleted, but was still technically in the location, or who knows how Mac does their weird shit
0: yeah well that's also true all
3: right i got my stuff you're recording on your side i think we're good to go uh yeah let me uh i just gotta bring up my clip shows and you did corruption of chris miller correct please tell me that's yes of course yeah good Yeah, yeah yeah also i'm sorry
0: oh it was all right i mean it wasn't bad it was like a nice little murder mystery i guess uh we shouldn't be talking about it now with some horribleness mixed in between <laughs> we definitely shouldn't be talking about it now we shouldn't all
3: right i think i got everything here we fucking go delicious Not also bad, yes
2: also yes no what i'm getting at <laughs> god damn it You did it again.
3: No, no, it's not something I did again. It's something I didn't do.
0: Uh. Ah, son of a bitch.
3: (laughs) Yeah, it's fine. I'll get that fixed in a second. Come on, you dirty fucking machine. Do what I want. Thank you. Jesus fucking Christ.
0: Wow. Yeah. (laughs) He's definitely close to wherever he wants to be. So for lack of a better word.
3: Wow, dude. Uh, Okay. Uh, That's the most convoluted, complicated. Way to
0: say a guy's walking through the rain, huh? Yeah, that a guy's (laughs) walking
3: through the rain with a map. He may or may not have a specific destination in mind. We don't know, but like that's all that's going on. And you just gave like this serious amount of possibilities of what may or may not be going on. And it's making me wonder if maybe your marijuana consumption is getting out of control. Here's the problem,
0: I haven't had any marijuana in a long time. <laughs> like, real long time. You're naturally like, this confused? Yeah. Yeah, lately, yeah. It's been this way.
3: <laughs> we need to have you tested.
0: I'm not exactly pleased by it.
3: <laughs> no, I'm legit concerned as your friend, man. We need to have you tested.
0: Just fuck it. It's been a long night. Uh, we, let's just put it that way.
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll let you off the hook this week, but if I don't see an improvement next week, we're going to have you talk to a doctor.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. No shit. Oh, um. <laughs> this is how we add another
3: element to this story that's going to keep the pressure cooker under severe
0: pressure. Under the pressure. Under pressure. Um, Don't
3: you fucking sing it.
0: Yeah, I know, right? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs>
3: As long as you agree that the guy who was the Charlie Chaplin did the stabbing and the killing ended up at this fucking house, we're good. Let's move on.
0: Yes. Yes. I completely agree with that. Yeah. Uh, I, also, I sign, here. I'm like, yeah, sign here. Yes. Sign here. Sign here. 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 Initials. Yeah. Initial here. Date yeah, there. All right. Yeah, okay. Here, right here. Uh-huh. All right. There. Uh-huh. Okay. Let's move there. on. And here. Okay. Not uh, neat that she was objectified. The neat that she had one. Uh, she was like a one-name person like Madonna. Right. Share.
3: I was hoping that you were saying need to that and not the objectification, but I mean, if you're saying need to the objectification, then that's between you and you know. Uh,
0: No, I'm not. That's not me.
3: (laughs) You and your conscience, I guess. That's all I have to threaten. I'm not doing
0: that. That's that's not who I am.
3: Anyway, let's back it up here and move past all all of this moral ambiguity and arguments.
0: Sorry about (laughs) that, everyone. What the
3: fuck is wrong with us tonight?
0: I I don't know, man. What what happens when you double up on a work call going right into a show? Okay, (laughs) I completely forgot what I was gonna say.
3: Or is she that regressed because she's, stu- you know, infantilized like she's still a child, you know? Jesus.
0: You know, I wasn't really asking myself these questions, and now I am, and thanks. Um, yeah, so, neither one of us is
3: going to sleep too well tonight. I know that.
0: No, no, it's it's not going to go all that great. Um, <laughs> I'm going to sit here wide awake going. Thanks a lot, Court. That's, those are thoughts I needed today.
3: <laughs> God damn it, Chris Miller. Why do you make me think these thoughts?
0: <laughs> Stop making me feel things. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> You're not the only one
3: corrupted by this film.
0: Yeah, right. They uh drive into town, uh her and uh uh Chris and, and Oh my god. <laughs> I'm like, I can't even fucking talk tonight. Ugh.
3: Okay, I'm gonna plug it in here. But uh, did you ever watch Happy Endings?
0: Happy Endings. Yeah. Uh, I think so. Yeah.
3: All right. There's a sequence where um, Damon Wayans Jr. says, "I've just watched a bunch of Nurse Jackie. I literally can't handle any more drama. This is too much drama or something." <laughs> oh like that. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Happy Endings. Yeah, I watched that. Okay. God damn it. Okay. Yeah, so I'm gonna I love that show.
3: I'm gonna plug that in here, and this explanation is gonna yeah. get excised out to the. Uh, <laughs> there traveling on your own road try not to think about all the people that may be underneath it and kick the fuck out of this week and make it your bitch i didn't want you to step on that so i tried to do it as quickly as
0: possible yeah good job that was a good one all right and i've stopped